Welcome friends, fiends, and familiars to the Comic Fiends Comic Friends. On this show, I have conversations with friends from all over about comics. In this week's episode, I have a chat with a very good friend that's really into Marvel. This was my first in-person session, so you'll actually hear a bit more background noise than usual. Welcome to the Comic Fiends Comic Friends. This week we have my friend, Mr. Excellent. Uh, thanks thanks for coming in. Thanks for interviewing, man. Thank you for having me. Cool. Uh, so let's start. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, I guess, who are you? What are you? <laughs> Hi, um, I'm going by Mr. Excellent. I've been Mr. Excellent since 2002 when Sony had their uh, Spider-Man forums for their movies. And uh, that's kind of my starting point into the world of comics and things geek i suppose all right um cool so i know the answer to this but uh i'm assuming most folks don't so what kind of comics do you read and this include this can include anything it's it can be pretty free pretty broad here Uh, Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be comic books you can list everything you like yeah uh well i guess in terms of comics you know i've read mostly from marvel um, I started out with J. Michael Straczynski's run. It was just, you know, I randomly found some Spider-Man comics at the library around the time the movie came out. And I was like, hey, I love the movie. Let's see what it's based off of. And, um, you know, I guess eventually I found out JMS's run was a little bit controversial. But, you know, eventually I found uh, Stan Lee's, you know, work and the essential reprints that they came out with. And, uh, you know, from there I just kind of picked and choose some of the famous stories from back in the day and just kind of jumped around from there um yeah I'm, I'm really really into just you know the new wave of movies and tv shows and um yeah it's just really fun stuff yeah okay so you'd say that you 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 lean more towards comic books than um the the cape cape stuff superhero stuff uh or does that does it or do you also read anything else? I, mean, I think I, I think it's just anything that's inspired. Um, I mean, you've you've put me on to uh, some <laughs> some interesting things. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I've read some Goon, uh, some of the little bit of the Hellboy stuff. You know, I was just um, well, Hellboy I guess gets a little bit more. You know, I guess it's not superhero ish, but I mean, no, it's, but it's you know, still it's, it's it's still good stuff. Yeah, it's still it's, it's maybe more paranormal investigation, right? Right. You know, it's just I mean, it's if it's inspired, you know, um, I, I, eventually I check it out whenever I get the opportunity to. You know, it's just mm. you know, um, I don't know what I look for really. It's just you know, a, a lot of it ends up being funny in its own way. You mm. know, the character I, I think the character work is usually what will draw me to, you know piece of fiction really mm-hmm. uh cool man that's cool I, I like to i like to hear that um that's sort of what you look for so uh, you you already you, you briefly touched on this so you said you started reading comics after uh you what was that this is the first spider-man film and then you went to go investigate yourself is that is that your start that's your origin for yeah getting def- in definitely um i mean with where i come from you know, we, we actually don't have a comic book shop. Um, the 
I guess there have been a couple of attempts at, uh, you know, doing that, but those haven't really lasted too long. Uh, we've had a couple of hole in the wall establishments, but, um, you know, uh, I, I guess as the movies gained popularity, you know, that there was a little bit of a resurgence, um, in certain stories, they would reprint certain things. Um, like for example, uh, when Spider-Man 3 came out, as infamous as that movie has become in some circles, um, the Venom saga was re-released, you know, so I checked that out when that came out. Uh, recently, X-Men Days of Future Past, they reprinted that story, so, you know, I had an opportunity to check that out. Um, that, that's a single issue, isn't it? It's not as, I mean, they made a movie out of it, and I think they, they, they launched it off of certain things, or in, included a bunch of things, but the Days of Future Past is actually pretty short. As far as I, from what I remember, it was, um, or was it a miniseries? Or... I guess the, the trade paperback that was recently released, it was kind of like a collection. Uh, there was like a, there was like a Dante's Inferno sort of well, story with, uh, you know, Nightcrawler and, and the X-Men and that kind of tied together. Mm. Um, so, some of the store, some of the trade paperbacks they put together do contain some extra issues, but you know, it's, you know, um, I guess point being, um, there was like a little re there was a re-release of that. So I got to check that out, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. All right. Um, so I, I think you've briefly answered this also a little early, <laughs> but, um, uh, what, so what is it about comics that you really like? Like, what can you get from this media that you really can't get anywhere else? Because that's, you know, obviously they're different forms and you're going to get something different out of it, even though there's they contain some of the same elements. But I feel like you would seek out, you know, even though you've seen a movie or a TV show that you like, you would seek out the source, I guess, the source material. And that is that does that deliver something different to you that, you know, you wouldn't? Yeah, um, you know, it's different medium to get a different experience. Uh, you know, with the comic, with the comic book, it's a. I feel it's much more immersive. They have time to, to go into, um, you know, a character's, you know, day to day experiences and what's going on. And, and there's not really a limit to, you know, how many uh, characters, you know, your favorite character can interact with. You don't have to worry about, you know, you know this studio owns this character and, and that studio owns that, you know? It's, so, I mean, it's, it's a, the sandbox is much bigger. It's, it's the original sandbox. Um, and, you know, while some people find it daunting, like, oh my gosh, this character has like 40 years of back history, I'm kind of like, this is amazing, because there's nothing worse than being into something and then having to wait a year before oh, yeah. you know, the next thing yeah, comes out. So totally like, agree. <laughs> with comics, it's like, this is, it's, it's an, literally, it's a universe of, of stories that, I mean, it's finite, but, you know... There's a lot. There's a lot. There's you know, a lot, yeah. It, it may as well be infinite, you know, considering there's only 24 hours in a day. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um... So it's just, you, you're saying that sort of because of there's so much content uh, that, that already exists, that even though there's something new that's coming out that more people, that um, people see a glimpse of on the, on the big screen or on the small screen, um, that it's unlike a book that uh or or a, a short series that it's got a few I mean, what what are we coming on something like 60 years 50 years of yeah of, of um at least marvel yeah at least marvel. i mean dc it's multi 
generations mm. now. Well, I mean, I, I guess that's the same with Marvel, but I mean, well, yeah, I ne- mean, nearly nearly double the, the amount of time. So mm-hmm. and yeah, and that also includes a lot of stuff because DC ended up swallowing a lot of smaller companies to get to where it was uh, before it became DC. So that does include, yeah, that does include stuff that that wasn't DC to start. So mm-hmm. uh, Charleston and Fawcett and. Uh, the, the companies that contain uh, Shazam and The Question, if you're familiar with them, the, the, that wow, those I, yeah. yeah those sort of predated DC as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's so yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's a good point. Is that it's uh, it's very easy to to reach the end of a book series and then and then that's it, or or, yeah. or you have to wait a lot longer before something. But here, you you can get to the end of it and think, well, there's all this other stuff I can go check out now. I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um, it's just really satisfying to have, and, and you know, there's never one take on a character that's been around for, mm. oh. for that long. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. um, so there's you know, if you don't like this version of, of, of the character, you might be into like a another. So I mean, whether you're talking Batman or or Superman or Spider Man, it's just you know, um, yeah. There's just there's lots of different ways you can you can access that character yeah so yeah yeah that leaves uh, yeah you're right it it lends to itself because it there's it leaves plenty of room you know the the character almost exists more as a concept you know there's a few things that they have to stick to and then writers can can pass it around and sort of push in a direction that they feel like that that would highlight you know they could still stick to the tenets of the character but then um, uh, put their own spin on it while still remaining true to it, and then sometimes they challenge it or they break it to, um, to uh, purists' dismay. I, yeah. I guess. Well, and, and that's and that's you know, it's it's funny that it's so controversial because um, I think to be a purist, you know, you I think sometimes these people ignore. Uh, or I, I don't want to say, ignore is not the right word, but I, I think I, I think maybe maybe there's not enough um, attention put on on the fact that there are different eras of of a character's sure. history that yeah. that you know highlight different you know assets of what those characters are you know so um, you know uh, for example like okay Sam Raimi you know. He grew up with 60s Spider-Man, and so, at least in, you know, in his mind, when he came out with those movies, he was making sort of a tribute to what he was familiar with. Sure, that makes sense, yeah. And, um, you know, even though that incarnation has inspired, you know, the incarnations that followed, you know, the the characters changed, you know, with time, and um, so... Sorry, I lost track. Of no, it's fine. Yeah. I, I I agree with you there. I think that the the characters made in these times are sort of meant to speak to that yeah. that era, and and so become in in a way like period pieces for that for that work. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, like uh, it, within the comic itself, the style and and the appearance reflects the time that it's taking place in, and and just due to production, the time sort of passes in a weird. You know, Peter Parker is eternally. What late late twenties early thirties? Bat Bruce Wayne is eternally early thirties, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and but uh, you see the environments change around them. You know, Gotham's Gotham, but Gotham in twenty 
16 it's as it is now i would say still looks a little bit would look different from gotham in the 70s and 80s and the 90s right you know it's just you know it's um as you said you know if if there's like a, a central theme or certain ideas even if if an author of of a work is trying to remain true to those themes or ideas you know being true to that idea 20 years from uh from now isn't going to look the same um you know that's why i think that's why a lot of people have a hard time accepting any of the new newer you know incarnations of of uh, spider-man like when you look at the the cartoon uh, the ultimate spider-man it's popular as it is there's a lot of dissenters with that mm. um you know the you know, andrew garfield you know two movies that was pretty controversial the way that mark webb chose to portray that character and do you know what his what he claimed so with sam raimi we said that uh he his his was the 60s spider-man i would what would mark webb's be if he if he had one, would it be closer to Ultimate? You think, or do you? I think it's it was supposed to be closer to Ultimate in some ways, just because of the time that Ultimate was written. Sure, yeah. But I mean, he did. It seemed like he was trying to remain true to the to the original story. You know, I mean, bringing Gwen in, uh, even though you know Peter didn't meet her in high school in the. Uh, canon in sure. the original canon right that's right that was college um, right it was college event. yeah but gwen was certainly not like you know ultimate gwen so mm. um and you know we'll, i, I we'll, we'll elaborate on that I'm, I'm actually sure about uh, what, what do you mean by that I'm, I'm behind i haven't read through all of ultimate yet but oh, okay um ultimate gwen had a little bit of punk rock mentality oh okay um she had a troubled relationship with her father and was sort of taken in as like a surrogate or, or I'm sorry, Aunt May kind of took her in sort of like a sort oh, parental figure. Right. And, okay. I'd seen glimpses of that. Yeah. I realized that. Yeah. So it was just, I mean, it was a lot different in, in the ultimate books and, um, you know, they, they try to give her some similar traits, you know, as sort of like a wink or a nod to the original, like, you know, Peter will just sort of, you know, casually throw out, oh, you know, Gwen may be just as smart as I am, you know, and, mm. you know, they're, they they may have been dating for a short stint of time or something. I, I'm having a hard time remembering mm. right now, but, um, you know, on a whole, she was a much different, much different take on the character, so. Mm. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that, yeah, because I, I mean, you know, I, I didn't go through that era i didn't i didn't i've read sort of about it but not actually read that stuff or like the old stuff as mm. well as ultimate you know uh, a lot of people know a lot of people know mary jane but then you know a, a smaller group of people know that gwen stacy was his first girlfriend uh and then beyond that there's not much else they know you know she yeah. was she was his first girlfriend and then that's yeah her first uh, his first, first real yeah love interest but i mean right yeah right uh you know what i think a, a work that the the only work that i've read that really contained a bit more of her than just just you know articles or 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 um wiki info on her that i'd read was uh uh jeff Loeb's spider-man blue Oh yeah, right? Spider-Man Blue. You yeah. read that? You read that one, right? Or... Yeah, that one was. Uh, it was the because I know that they've done a few. Um, 
I don't know how I would describe it, but I mean, Daredevil has yellow. Yes. Hulk has gray. Yes. I haven't read gray. I, I think they need to read gray. I don't know if I've read that one yet. Yeah, but... I'm not. I'm not sure. You know uh, what they were, what they were doing in that one, but um, yeah, in Spider Man Blue, it was uh, they. You know, they they really didn't give you much in the way of you know Gwen's point of view, but you know you did get to sort of take a look back after all those years of how Peter felt about her and just you know, his perception of, of her and, and how she impacted his life. So Right, yeah. right. Yeah, because yeah, even in that work, I feel like we didn't get, yeah, we didn't really get what she was thinking or what she was actually striving for in her own life before she ended up passing. Um, but it was, it was sort of funny in that work, um, you, I think he states like in the very beginning uh, that... Mary Jane sort of not allows him but in a weird way like allows him to hang on to this memory because he's just going upstairs and like thinking about Gwen Stacy even though he's married to Mary Jane at this point (laughs) like yeah like uh, it's your dead it's your dead girlfriend so it's I'm not even gonna yeah man go ahead this (laughs) yeah (laughs) you yeah there's no chance so you can go ahead and pine for her yeah Uh, yeah it's, you it's know, kind of it's, weird um i think it was just uh something to get the story going yeah um you know but uh once they got that out of the way you know was, there was some there was some pretty good work in there yeah yeah, yeah. um r- r- highly recommend anything jeff Loeb does just because um it's just solid it's always it's usually a good read and afterwards i have to just sit and stare at a wall because yeah. <laughs> like oh what did, I, what, just, what did i just go through well did did uh and gosh, I can't believe this is so much. Did, did he wrote the Long Halloween, right? Or yes, okay, yes, yeah. It's been a while, but I know that the Long Halloween. That I, I actually I remember seeing parts of that in the Dark Knight, like um, uh, the court scene where everyone's you know lying about you know who's in charge of, of right. the uh, you know I guess Maroni's you know organization or something like that. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, Jeff Loeb he's he's, he's got some good stuff. Oh yeah, fantastic! Just good, good. every everything. It's good, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, granted, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of gaps in in, uh. in what I've read, and you know, like I've said, I kind of pick and choose um, from some of the classic stories that have sort of inspired, like you know, TV the TV shows, like um, I guess the X Men cartoon show kind of hits the entire spectrum of, of of the comics and went back from the 90s hit just about every story that i can think of mm. at that point in time yeah it was kind of shorthand for the stories i'd say yeah they, they, you know it's still it was a cartoon in the 90s i feel like it had a budget that um they could only do so much and they did a weird uh, bit of um I, i've seen this comparison online somewhere that it's sort of uh a, there's so many x-men right the, yeah and, and there's this core group of x-men that you have to focus on um, I don't know who made that decision, but um, a lot of the times it'd be, hi, I'm Iceman. And then at the end of the episode, I'm Iceman and you'll never see me again. So goodbye forever. And yeah, it, it felt like that for a lot of, <laughs> which was odd because I mean, Iceman, you know, you, you have Spider-Man and his amazing friends. I mean, it was yeah. a character that people knew about. Sure. Yeah. Um, very popular character. One of the founding members of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Snow in his weird snowy form. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I you know I, you know, 
whoever was behind some of those decisions, I mean, there certainly are like certain arcs that people remember watching. And so, you know, you got a friend who's, oh, you know, I remember the story about Asteroid M. So then, you know, I, I go and I search out, you know, you know, what story inspired that, um, which I actually haven't for that one specifically, but I mean, just, you know, as an example, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's the same with, uh, you know, with Batman or, or, um, you know, I'm not really so sure about like the uh, older Iron Man animated series back in the '90s that Fox had. I don't know. I I never saw it. I had a toy from it. <laughs> like it was like one of my first like like conscious decisions of asking my mom for a superhero toy. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, I don't think I actually really watched the show. I remember the intro a little bit, but beyond that, nothing. It's def- it's definitely something. I mean, not everybody you know likes it, but. It, I'm one of those, you know, I, I like having something, you know, colorful and light on in the background <laughs> as yeah, I'm, sure. you know, nodding off. And um, it's not that I don't like the material, but I mean, that's definitely one that's kind of fun to have in the in the background. And every now and then I can, you know, catch what's going on. But sure, Iron Man got really good. Really? Uh, oh. In, well, not, I don't know so much about the show, but I mean... The comic book after oh, okay. <laughs> after Warren Ellis, uh, he did the extremist story back in I think it was like the early two oh, thousands. That's right, yeah, yeah. Or maybe it was the early to mid two thousands. But then that set the stage. Uh, I guess it was one or two years later. Maybe it, maybe it was right after. But mm-hmm. uh, Matt Fraction when he took over, and he did some really good Iron Man stories for a while. That inspired, you know, the film parts of it like there there's like certain elements from just the way that you know he was writing it that you know you can definitely see in uh in the movies so huh yeah okay yeah i think i i don't think i've gone through uh, fractions run on it but i I did read extremists um i didn't know that fraction followed but i guess fraction um (laughs) but anyway um yeah i remember reading extremists and i think this was it was sort of before the lead into three Mm-hmm. Or before we even really knew what three was going to be about, and I think at, at some point they released a promo image of three, and it had it had Tony Stark with like parts of the suit on, like mid, like he was like he was fighting like two oh, dudes, yeah. and his arm was up, but only like part of the armor was on, and I remember getting really excited because like visually the um like in extremists we had the we had the uh the parts coming flying at him in pieces and that was part of the test and to finally be able to wow like it's this soon we're going to see that you know i mean it's it's not that comp- i feel like it, i mean i'm i'm underselling it here i'm sure it was a lot of work but it didn't seem that complicated to have done it sooner uh, but also they still needed to establish iron man and for them to deliver i think you know for whatever problems iron man 3 had uh the the suits were not was not one of them. <laughs> Definitely, and yeah. it was yeah. <laughs> and seeing that the pieces fly on him into action like that was just you know that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Definitely, um, I think I think um, well you know now that I said that Matt Matt Fraction's work you know sort of inspired what's going for it. Like what's going into the character of Tony Stark in the movies? I'm having trouble thinking of something specific because I know that Robert Downey Jr. definitely put uh, 
his own stamp on the character. Oh yeah, and, and they thousand percent yes. Yeah. You know, it's like he sort of inspired. I think because of how successful they were, you know, casting him, he sort of inspired the casting decisions that have followed. You know, yeah. Um, uh-huh. Chris Pratt being being the most prominent example to me right now. Like, really? Yeah. Like uh, he, I thought you were going to say Chris Evans, but go on, yeah, well, go on. They wanted. James Gunn, you know, has come out and he said, you know, he wanted somebody who could be, you know, Star-Lord, like, as as a persona. Yes. And, uh, you know, I haven't read a whole lot of Guardians, but, you know, from what I have read, you know, Peter Quill isn't isn't exactly like the way that he is in the movies. You know, it's it's very, very much a Chris Pratt, you know, sure. version of it. Yeah, I guess I'd argue that... Um... I, when when Guardians was coming out, I went and read. I think from the 2008 relaunch of the Guardians title. Mm-hmm. I guess I think it was pretty quiet for a long time. But it was the uh, I'm gonna forget the exact arcs that they played. But it, um, it was this Annihilation Wave and and um, ah, I have to look this up. I'm terrible. But but it's like Annihilation Wave and Conquest and something going on, like techno, some techno virus thing that was also going on. And I read, like, it's it's been a while at this point, um, but I read all that stuff and, you know, I, I'd agree that that doesn't necessarily match the perception or the definition that they set for Star-Lord as a, because what, in in the comics he came off, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, he was a, like a tactical a tactical guy, kind of a commander position. Uh, he knew what he was going to do, but he also was fine to wing it. Mm-hmm. Which I think that we got that from Chris Pratt. But I can't, if, I'm, if I had to define a personality from that, what I read, I don't think I really have one. You know, it was cool space yeah. adventures. And I'm, I'm, I'm fine with being corrected on this because I, it's been long enough that I might have just forgotten. You know, besides him being like reluctant space hero. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, um, I wouldn't be the one to correct you on that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. if somebody like, uh, yeah. the internet's a big place. I'm sure someone knows, knows yeah. better and can give me a better or could explain it better. But that, that's just what mm-hmm. I, it didn't, for me, it didn't leave an impression that I remember now. Yeah. But I mean, I, I didn't, I'm not saying I didn't like it. It's just that that's. You know, like he, the, he's yeah. the cool guy. He's the cool space guy with the cool mask. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. <laughs> that's the guy, and uh, that's all I really had for him. Um, mm-hmm. no, I, I I was just thinking specifically on on James Gunn interviews that he was doing around the time that you know they were doing press for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I I guess he was very close to the casting decisions, and so like when he casted Dave Bautista as Drax, you know, I mean, that character was definitely, it was, it was created with him in mind for sure, you know, and at that point in time, I feel like that was the the best work that he had done as an actor. And now he's come out and he came out in Spectre this year. So, I heard about that. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he's grown. I, I haven't had a chance to see, you know, that movie yet, but, right. um, you know, just again, kind of going along with the lines of, you know, uh, Ant-Man I guess there's another one you know where sure. um, Stephen Lang right is that the, did I get the name wrong oh jeez 
Um, Lang. I know it's Lang. Scott Lang. Scott Lang. There it is. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> my bad. Um, no, that's cool. You know, but I mean, you know, Paul Rudd, you know, he came on, uh, he helped write pro- probably more so than originally was planned after Edgar Wright departed, you know. But, oh, okay. You know, uh-huh. you know, the character definitely, you know, he he definitely fills that role, you know, very, very well. Um, so, how do, how do we get on to this? We, we I think we were it. trying to say yeah. that the, uh, the, I think this is one of those, like, art imitates life imitates art kind of situations because Mm -hmm. i feel like uh the oh i I haven't read anything recent from ant-man and uh ant-man specifically but i feel like the presence of of robert downey jr as as tony stark sort of affected how he was written in the comics Mm -hmm. right yeah and so the same thing happened i I'm pretty sure it happened with uh, Chris Pratt as yeah, and that that sort of affected. Um, there was a uh, some event going on in All New X Men, and he showed up. And he was dating Kitty Pride at first for some time, and it felt oh, wow. a bit like Chris Pratt's Star Lord when I was reading it. I was like, okay, like or at least that's maybe maybe that's me projecting it because that's what I recently seen. That but yeah, okay. but I mean, maybe the same thing happened with Scott Lang. I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know. I haven't gotten to that yeah. part yet. But. Well, I mean, then I mean, there may be a lot of people that that would agree with you that you know it is you know the art imitating what mm. uh, what's come out in the movies because um, it's in the public consciousness, right? Like that's, yeah, definitely. That, that, that well, might I mean, be what they're looking for when they go. It's. I mean, it's no coincidence that uh, you know when. I mean, just going back to Spider-Man, that's what I'm most familiar with, you know, when Spider-Man 3 came out, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was uh, Back in Black, that was around, uh, that storyline was, came up around that time. Okay. Um, There. uh, Is that when he put on the black suit, but it was a cloth version? Yeah, it was a, it was a cloth version of it. He was going after King, it was after Civil War, Aunt May had. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, what was it? Uh, gosh, the, the the man is a legend. Alex Ross, there it is. Alex Ross. Uh, th- there was an Alex Ross cover that came out uh, this week, actually, of of the new Wasp, and kind of looks like the Hope Van Dyne prototype Wasp. Oh, okay. Suit yeah. From oh gosh, spoiler. No, <laughs> well, whatever. Yeah. From uh, Ant Man. Yeah. yeah. This past summer, but um. You know, it's the movies are in the public consciousness. It's it's helping the medium in some ways, and you know, mm-hmm. um, at the very least, you know, if people are buying the comics, then you know the industry's still going. You're not going to have to, um, I guess, run into the problem that I had growing up here, which was that you know these sort of oh, they weren't, just weren't available to just you. Just weren't available. There was no. Guess there wasn't enough traction, you know, where I was from. Now it's kind of like, you know, everybody seems to be into it in some way or form. Right, and so. you can get stuff. You know, you can go to Barnes Noble. You can order stuff online now. You can, uh, you can read it digitally. Like they have their digital official comics, digital yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. the thing, and so it's a lot more accessible. Um, even though you might not have like a comic book shop around. Yeah, right? certainly. You know. Um. Nothing like going into the store and just, you know, but... 
Yeah, it's true. I've already twice it's happened to me already where we walked in and walked out with a book I didn't well that uh <laughs> that we didn't know we were going to be buying which is uh recently and I'm still working on them the Miss Marvel hardcover mm-hmm. uh with the new Miss Marvel and the last time was I think the Frank Miller's The Dark Knight trilogy collection also a hardcover trilogy i think it's a trilogy I, I i'm still working on it it feels thicker than i expected it to so mm. i was like is it three books instead of two well, no he's uh, isn't the third one coming out oh uh, maybe i got it wrong then i don't know whoops it's, it's like the the master it's, it's a it's a pretty out there title it's uh the master race or something like oh, that. oh geez he's, okay no yeah. i don't yeah maybe maybe i got it wrong i don't know <laughs> no, he's, he's yeah He's done a lot of work, so yeah. Yeah, but you're right. Nothing beats nothing beats actually going to the store and like touching something and then not being able to walk away without it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is I need this. Yeah, well, gosh, you know, it's in uh, case in point. Um, I've been I've been reading uh, you know Brian Michael Bendis's you know Miles Morales Spider Man stories, right? And uh, I I go by the trade paperback like i i don't i have a hard time going issue by issue. yeah it's just a yeah lack of patience and having to wait yeah so i binge and um <laughs> you know we ordered the fifth trade paperback i, I forget what that particular arc is called mm. we've been waiting for two months oh and it's just you know there's no sign of when it's coming in you know through, oh. through amazon but it's just there's not a large abundance right now for mm. For some of these books, you know, sure, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, I mean, that's the ultimate. So they already dropped the ultimate print mm-hmm. or um, the ultimate branding. I can't remember what the word is. Yeah, well, I, I think you know some of the characters were either pulled into the you know six one six, which has just been you know retconned or, or uh, no retconned, no, either, no, not no, retconned, no. but I mean they're starting over again after something Secret like Wars, that. right? Something like that. It's I think it's closer to like a. a uh, an up upgrade oh. rather than a retcon because I don't. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm sure things got changed around, but I think ultimately a, a lot of it stayed the same. But the but part of it is uh, that they folded a lot of ultimate or the parts of ultimate they wanted to keep into the main continuity. Oh, I think I want to say that's right, and you know, I could be wrong here, but I'm, that's that's what it seems like. I mean. What was it? Uh, Miles has his own book now. Yeah, he's got his in own book. In the main continuity. And it's mm-hmm. just called... I think it's just called Spider-Man. I don't think... I think Peter's in The Amazing Spider-Man. And I mm-hmm. think Spider... Just number... Spider-Man. Just Spider-Man. Okay. Kind of like when they had the spectacular books and yes. the sensational sort of going concurrently. <laughs> yeah, they had a lot of... They had a lot at some point. Yeah. Well, then... Well, I mean... Then after Brand New Day, it turned into three issues of Amazing a Month. And oh. uh, I don't... I don't... I don't remember if they kept the other books going, but sure. uh, I think the volume of books was still the same. It was just all under the amazing title. Oh, okay. But um, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I can't find my uh, you know <laughs> volume five because it's you know it's now it's a a rarity or something. Sure, it could be. It could be it. Is there uh, is there anything you wanted to talk about that we? I mean, we we've been on about Spider Man. We yeah. touched on movies a little bit and. Uh, is there anything like 
comic focus that there's something you that, that there's something you feel really good or passionate about that you feel like you wanted to mention that we haven't touched on yet or um you know I I I think that just in general I I'm always happy to see whenever you know there's an author out there who can take something that's already been established and and you know explored you know very very you know very deep and just sort of taking it in a, a new direction you know so um you know i i just recommend for people who who i guess are purists you know it's it's not a bad it's not a bad thing you know to to have like you know a favorite era of something but i mean i i just rec- recommend for anybody to try and check out, you know, like, okay, you know, if, uh, you like the seventies run of, of, you know, Batman, check out, you know, what was going on in the eighties or something, or, or, or maybe even, you know, something more recent. Um, I think, I think a lot of times people forget that others share that same appreciation and, and they might have a different take on it and, and it's worth getting into, you know? Um, and a lot of times, I, I think sometimes the best way to do it I shouldn't say best, that's kind of pretentious, but I mean, <laughs> a good way to do it, a good way to do it is if you can read the original stuff, I mean, we're talking, you know, just maybe it's, maybe it's a little, little hammy, a little bit corny, depending on when it's written, you know, but sure, if you can yeah. go back and read that uh-huh. simultaneous to some of the modern stuff, you'll see like a lot of it is, is mirroring the original, but it's just got a different tone to it because... More like a funhouse mirror. Right. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's, uh... It's just got a different tone to it because, you know, th- the way we interact with each other is, you know, as individuals. It's different. It's, from, it's just different nowadays, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, check out, if you like a character, check out as many different versions as you can and, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. If if not for anything else, it's definitely entertaining. So Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming and talking to me, talking to me about comics. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. It was uh, good to be here. <laughs> All right, let me try that again. Uh, thanks for letting me stay at your at your place and letting me interview you about comics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all right, uh, so that was Mr. Excellent, and uh, I really appreciate you uh, spending time with me with comics. And uh, this was the Comic Fiend's Comic Friends, and this is the Comic Fiend signing out. Thanks for listening to TCFCF. Tune in next week for another conversation about comics. And don't forget... The Comic Fiend is your comic friend, too.